Welcome everyone to this edition of the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire podcast. I am Julie Anderson, also known as Brain Lady Julie, to all of my business associates. I am so happy to be here with you this afternoon for another wonderful interview with another dynamic uh, female entrepreneur who is filling a very much needed space. And you'll understand that when I introduce and read her full bio, bio. but her name is Cindy Burns. Cindy, welcome to the Women Entrepreneurs Program this afternoon. Thank you, Julie. I'm glad to be here. Yes, a pleasure to have you here. So let me read you her bio so you'll understand what I just said. So Cindy Burns is a life coach for widows guiding them through the grief process to discover their new passions and purpose using personalized support, empathy, and community. She is also a widow herself, losing her husband 11 years ago. After floundering around on her own, she decided to dedicate herself to helping other widows so they wouldn't feel lost and alone. She works with them either individually or in her new membership program that she has, Finding Purpose for widows. So Cindy, once again, welcome to the Women Entrepreneurs Show. Thank you. So a very, um, it's a very emotional topic because it is surrounding that topic of grief, right? And it's something that, that so many people experience in their life. And you're very specifically honed in on that, that grief surrounding the loss of a spouse. And this can be very devastating, especially if you've been married for a long time and very connected to your significant other. But let's start out by just hearing a little bit more about your story and your background. So tell us a little bit about yourself and why you, how you became a grief coach. Well, excuse me, my husband and I were married 33, well, one month shy of 33 years. We had six sons, the youngest was starting his senior, was going to be starting his senior year in high school. And my husband was diagnosed in May of 2011 with uh, stage four lung cancer. Hmm. And he had pneumonia on top of it. They couldn't cure the pneumonia because the mass was in the way. So the whole time he was, he was in the hospital from the time he was diagnosed until the time he passed. Mm. So he was diagnosed in on Mother's Day in uh, in May, and then he he died on August second, two thousand eleven, which is ten years to the day from when my father died. Oh. Yeah, so I say my husband did this because he knows how terrible I am at remembering dates. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you'll find I use a lot of dark humor. It's because, you know, you got to laugh or you're going to cry. Humor helps helps you deal with grief for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I was kind of okay. You know, I mean, I, of course I grieved, but mm-hmm. then I thought I was kind of, done with the active grieving you know the 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 acute grief Uh and you know tried to get on with my life but I didn't really have a life to get back to Uh I didn't know you're changed when your spouse dies Uh I read something this morning about um 
the hardest thing is trying to get back to you. Well, the old you does not exist anymore because mm. the old you was part of him and he mm. was part of you. When that's gone, you kind of got to reinvent yourself a little bit. Yeah. And that's when I that's what I had the most trouble with. I didn't know who I was, what I wanted. I couldn't figure out a reason to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> and I I really needed that sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think most of us do. We need to know, you know, what our place is here on earth. And it changes as, you know, as your life changes. And this is a huge change and it's kind of an all of a sudden change. So, I mean, even if you have warnings, it's still you know, from that day mm-hmm. forward, it's your life is never going to be the same. And a lot of what we grieve is not just our husband, but the future or our spouse, but the future we thought we were going to have with that spouse. So you you lose him and you lose the future that you thought, the life that you thought you were going to have. So it's really hard sometimes. I couldn't figure out um, my purpose. So... One day I finally sat down and I Googled life purpose. <laughs> you know, Google has all the answers. See what right? Google has to say. <laughs> and one of the things that came to the top of the list was, um, of course, in life purpose coaching. So I thought, okay, you know, I'll see what that's about. And I and I looked at it and they had a couple like sample things from the list. And I thought, okay, yeah. So I signed up and I took the course. And by the end of it, I not only got certified as a life purpose coach, but I realized that my life purpose was to serve others. And who do I know better? What do I know more than being a widow? So I, uh, I also took a course in happiness coaching and group coaching. So I'm kind of well-rounded there. And there's other classes that I'm I'm looking into now. Things have calmed down a little bit and I've got some time to to you know try to add to my repertoire. Yes. Yes. So one of the that's it's it's interesting how you your journey and you know just kind of feeling that what do I do now? that mm-hmm. loss. And it was interesting that you said that you really had a, a double grief that you were going through, not just the loss of your spouse, but the loss of the future that obviously in your mind was, it, you always pictured that with him yeah. and having been with him for 30 years, you know, that's definitely can see how that would be like, you know, what do I do now? So one of the questions that for uh, topics for or questions for discussion that we were going to do today is on defining that that term widow so we can go to we can go to you know webster's dictionary online we can ask google (laughs) what the what the definition is but what is your definition yeah i have it i have a different definition my definition is anybody who has lost a spouse anybody who has lost a fiance, a long time boyfriend, because 
you know, people don't always get married, but they stay together for 30 years. Um, any, yeah, same-sex marriages. And I've also um, recently started working with widowers as well. Mm. So um, I realized that, you know, I think men need, need um, a coach, a support system as much, if not more than yeah. women, because they all, you know, all their lives they've been, you know, holding it in, keep it stiff upper lip, you know, mm -hmm. keep your chest up. And, you know, men don't cry. Well, yeah, yeah they do. And, and they, need they need to feel safe doing it. You know, yeah. Nobody's going to make fun of them or anything. And yes, they need to. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's very interesting when you look at it, putting on my brain lady hat, right? When you look at it from a brain perspective, men struggle more with expressing their emotions because of the makeup of their brain. But that doesn't mean that, you know, because of the wiring in their brain. But however, from a healing point of view, that's still, you still need to go through that process in order to, to get to that healthy, that healthy mental place. And I'm sure that you have, in your experience in doing this and working with your clients as well as with yourself, depression would probably play a very large yes. role in it as well. Yeah, so. it often does. I can't work with depression. I'm not a therapist, I'm mm -hmm. not licensed. Um, if somebody has a depression that they can't crawl out of, can't work through, and it's a crippling depression, obviously I would refer them back to a doctor. Yeah. And that's a good, this is a good place to put that little disclaimer in the video that this isn't medical mm -hmm. advice, right? So if you are in that position and it's more than just the grief that you're experiencing from, from the loss, uh, then of course, by all means, reach out to a licensed therapist or to yes. someone to, to get help. help. Um, we just did a show with a, a gal on the mental mental health and music. So that was a very interesting topic that we covered as well with that. But now in your working with individuals, and I think this is, I think I, I read it in part of your, your, um, your bio that you, after floundering around on your own, you know, it, do you feel like, because I think it's, because personalities are so very specific. And when we talk about the brain personality connection and we have a personality assessing tool that we, that we work with our clients, it's very important to understand that brains are different, right? Every brain is as, as unique as your thumbprint. So it's very different. What can you say to individuals who are like, well, my, my spouse passed away five years ago and I still can't get up and get moving in the morning what's wrong with me? Shouldn't my grief be done with by now? Like, what would you tell them? Because I know that grief is very individual to your brain and to your personality. Yes. What piece of advice would you give um, individuals who are experiencing maybe guilt from feeling like they should be on with their life? Yeah. Um, guilt is a big part of being a, a widow. A lot, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm losing my voice. A lot of uh, the widows I've worked with, there's something that they're feeling guilty about. And so often they don't know it. Mm -hmm. And so we, we kind of have to dig a little to figure out what, what they're feeling guilty about. And once they do that, kind of everything changes. They, they learn to be more confident. 
because they don't have that weighing them down. But um, I also say there's no expiration date on grief. Mm-hmm. And everybody's grief journey is different. Don't ever. My mother didn't cry for a couple months. I mean, she didn't cry when my father passed at all. We were expecting it. Um, he had brain cancer and he was, you know, downhill. And uh, so we were expecting it. But she she finally told me, she says, I, I haven't cried. And I said, well, you want to talk to your doctor or something about that? Yeah. This was before my loss. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, he she had been on um, an antidepressant drug. And the doctor said, that's probably muting your feelings. And she said, she, so he weaned her off of it. And she said, then the floodgates open. And that's so, important. That's yeah, that, yeah. it's yeah. healing. It is. Yeah. yeah. You, you have to release release that um, or else you keeping it bottled up inside just destroys neurons in your brain and you don't want that. You don't and want I, that at all. I usually tell um, widows and widowers, you need to feel your feelings, allow yourself to feel whatever feeling is coming up, try to name it so you know what it is. And I mean, even if you have to name it Fred, <laughs> But um, you know, give it give it a name, hopefully not Fred, but <laughs> and and just allow yourself to feel it. If it starts interfering with other things, other things, you know, other parts of your life, you can't it takes over and you can't function, then maybe you want to do there, there, there's some tricks to managing grief like that. Um mm-hmm. You set yourself a timer and you allow yourself to feel it. And when the timer goes off, you move on to something else or maybe the next feeling or, you know, so you said, I will feel the guilt or I will feel the loneliness or the missing him. I will feel all that for this amount of time. And it really does help. Mm-hmm. It allows your, it takes the stress off of feeling the emotion, allows your brain to feel it yes and it allows your brain to know okay it's enough it's enough i gotta do something now yeah 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 for the moment so what are the biggest challenges that you see widows face before they've come to work with you like what are what are some of those challenges and how how does that you know how do you work with them so what are what are some of those challenges well some of them are they don't have a support system Mm-hmm. They either they feel that they can't rely on other people, or there really is nobody. Um, with me, I had my sons. Two of them lived with me, and they still do. And um, I didn't want to cry in front of them. Mm. They'd only seen me cry like maybe a couple times in their lives. And I just felt that I couldn't do that in front of them because I had to be strong for them. Mm -hmm. Well, they had the same thing. They felt they had to be strong for me. So, you know, we had kind of walls put up against us. 
Mm-hmm. And and that's that's a lot of it is you build this wall around you because you think other people expect it. Every widow gets told, you're so strong. No, it's just, I'm just surviving, you know? Uh-huh. Right. And the other, another, um, they don't have a support system. People have been telling them that they need to be over it. Mm. And, or, or they have somebody in their lives that being nasty to them for no obvious reason. And a lot of times those are the people that should be talking to me mm-hmm. <laughs> because, right. because right. they're grieving themselves mm-hmm. and it's coming out in anger mm-hmm. and pettiness. So I, I try to communicate to, you know, to my client that just, you know, they're most likely still grieving, you know, it's like maybe her stepson, you know, or her mother-in-law, you know, or, um, you know, things like that. And it's, it's difficult. It's, it can be really family dynamics or they're interesting. Yeah. To put it mildly. Yeah, that is very true, right? Yes. They're very <laughs> interesting. And my job isn't to, solve that my my job is to help her deal with it or him Mm -hmm. help them deal with it yeah yeah and i would assume that there's great comfort in just having someone validate your feelings yeah and and you having been in that place yeah right um it gives you that um ability to connect on that level right because everybody says Oh, I know how you feel, but if they haven't been through it, mm-hmm. and like I said, everybody's grief is different. I may not know how she feels. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I tell people. happen differently. Exactly. And you know, the brain print of each individual is so unique that the way they process could be different than you. So it could have been, mm-hmm. you know, the same amount of time together, uh, the same type of disease that took the spouse this or or significant other you know could everything could be very very similar and yet the the brain print is just different so the way that they process the feelings is going to be different um, for each for each individual but i'm sure there are some generalized tips that can help people in this situation move through and make progress forward progress in the grieving process what are some of the the tips and secrets on how to overcome the challenges or how to move forward that you can share with our listeners one of the tools that i strongly suggest is to write not necessarily a journal but a journal does work well in fact i have a guided um grief journal that I can offer for free. And, um, but that maybe you want to write him a letter, write him a letter every day or, you know, once a week or whatever, however, however long you feel that you need to. A lot of women talk to their husbands. I can't talk out loud to him. <laughs> I talk to myself all the time. Right. That's, that's considered normal. 
when you talk to somebody who's not even in the room, you know, or not even on this plane, then you, then you have some people looking at you. So I, you know, I wrote letters and you don't have to, you know, obviously you can't deliver them. You can keep them for yourself for later, or you can, like I did mine on the computer. And each time I wrote a letter, I would delete the one before it. So I didn't have all those past ones mm-hmm. to inform on the on the newest ones. Yeah. So yeah, the, the different tricks and things, but I like I I like their writing. That really does help because you're putting into words what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a good thing to kind of brain dump it, right? Get the feelings out of. Yes. running the hamster wheel in your head and and just like get it off onto a page yeah. it doesn't have to be um it, it doesn't have to make any sense yeah and that's a hard hard thing for a lot of people sure. to do mm-hmm. it was hard for me to do but you know you just take a piece of paper and just you know write things all over it this um like a word cloud yep you those yeah yeah, that's that's excellent. Uh, I tell my clients when I'm talking about business all the time to do regular brain dumps, right? Because you've got to get your ideas out of here. But to resist yeah. that, we're trained in school that you write in, in the U.S. anyways, you know, that you write from left to right and it has to be a structured sentence and it has to have a punctuation and it has to have the capital mm-hmm. at the beginning. And so what happens is our brain gets too connected to the the what is that word? The syntax or that, the, you know, the, the grammar. Yes. You know, I have to do it this way in order for it to be right. And yet when you're brain dumping, you're just trying to get all that clutter out of here. You just need to dump it. Like literally just like you said, word clouds or, or mind map it, or just get it out of here so that it's on a piece of paper and, and, you know, move on from that point. So let, why would, if a person feels like, okay, they're going through the grief process, they're, they're good, or maybe they feel that they're struggling, what would be a good reason? Or why would they people choose to work with you? Well, if they don't have a support system, they might feel like, oh, I I just can't do this alone. If they want to talk to somebody who's been there and done that, or if they just, they just want to be amongst others of their kind, birds of a feather kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's good. And you know, that's, it's very interesting from, again, putting on that brain hat, lady laugh, <laughs> brain lady hat that I tend to do from time to time. It's, it's very healthy. One of the things that they have found for mental health, that's very good is being part of support groups and across the board um what started me becoming the brain lady and going down that that rabbit hole um of of brain geekiness was studying psychoneuroimmunology which is that connection between the thoughts in your mind and your immune chemistry in your brain and then your immune Mm -hmm. system and it i read study after study that if you're part of support groups it's healthier for you you have a better 
survival rate if you're going through some kind of serious illness. And so in a situation like this, when you're in a grief state for extended periods of time, you're actually taxing your immune system. So being part of a, a support group where you can have that camaraderie or you can have other people say, validate your feelings and say, it's okay what you're going through and you're experiencing. And then share their, like you just did, you know, share their tips or um, suggestions on what helped them get through that is, is actually very, very healthy. Very healthy. Community is wonderful. Isn't it though? It's wonderful. So you had mentioned that you have a grief journal that is coming out that that you're going to offer to people. So if someone is interested in that, how would they how would they do that? How would they find out more information? Uh, they would go to cindyjburns.com and if you've been there a little bit, a pop-up will come up and you just enter that and you'll get your grief journal, you'll get an email with your grief the link to your grief journal attached. That's great. So again, that's cindyjburns.com. And we've got that on the screen here. And for those of you who are driving, you can always look in the show notes for this episode later on. And you are, how can they stay? What if they want to be part of, you have a, a, a membership mm-hmm. where that group program, what if somebody is interested in that? You can sign up for it right on the uh, homepage. If they don't, if they're not quite sure they're ready to sign up for it yet, they can always reach me through um, Facebook Messenger. I'm Cindy Judd Burns on Facebook. And that's actually a better way to reach me than through email. I don't Mm -hmm. check my email as often as I check my (laughs) messages. And you have a group there as well that people can join, correct? I have have a free uh, Facebook group and it's widows and widowers support group comma finding purpose i like that i like that very very much all right well it has been um very it's it's been a great conversation and i think it's a conversation that's valuable for so many people and for those mm-hmm. people especially who are maybe watching this or listening to this and sitting there going oh, you know what? I could use this. And that's not something that they're just going to necessarily talk about with anybody. And sometimes it's easier, right? To discuss it with a, with a person who isn't a family member or isn't a friend that might, they might be fear. Somebody who has a little distance. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Cindy, thank you so much for being on the program today. I think this was a valuable conversation and I hope that uh, many will reach out to you who are in this position and take advantage of the support that you provide. So I appreciate your presence here with us today. Well, I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for those who are want to stay connected with us as women entrepreneurs, you can find us at womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. That is all plural, womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. Uh, you can also join our Facebook group. You, If you have ideas or thoughts or would like information on being here on the program, you can reach out to our group liaison, Kelly, at K-E-L-L-I at Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire 
com. You can also follow us on Instagram. We're getting that that social media presence going for the group at we.extraordinaire.com. So we encourage you to engage with us on many different levels and share this out. If you have someone that you know that is in this position and could hear the message that we shared today on the program, then by all means, please uh, give us a thumbs up, give us a like, and give us a share. Show us some social media love. We'd really appreciate that. And uh, once again, Cindy, thank you so much for being our guest. And we will, we are honored for everyone who spent the time with us. And until next week, next time that we are here with an amazing new guest on the Women Entrepreneurs or discussing a good a topic that is of interest to women entrepreneurs. Until then, I want everyone to go out there and simply enjoy every moment. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.